Less than 24 hours, Georgians will be under a shelter-in-place order. McDonald, though, said he did not know the man was handcuffed and was trying to use his foot to pin him to the ground so he could be handcuffed. If your friends, neighbors, or local organizations are not complying, report them to us. Howdy, y'all, and welcome to the Free Georgia Podcast. My name is Jake Green. I'm sorry this is coming out a little later in the day today. I am I've been worn out uh, from from my travels back from Montana. It's a long trip. It was a beautiful trip. Um, really enjoyed myself, and uh, yeah, sometimes it's a little little bit of a bummer to be back in a big city after being in the mountains. But uh, I'll adjust. It'll get back to normal, and I'll be on a regular schedule here um, starting later this week. Um, Today's going to be a little bit shorter of a podcast. Uh, I don't have a guest today. It's just me. Sorry. (laughs) Um, On Friday, I'll come out with another another episode where I interview a guest. Um, Today, I... Just wanted to go over some uh, libertarian things that are happening this weekend, as well as talk a little bit about my time in Montana. Um, So on Saturday, LP Georgia is tabling a gun show in Lawrenceville, Um, 2405 Sugarloaf Parkway in Lawrenceville will be the gun show. Um, we're going to be there for Saturday and Sunday, and I know uh, Shane Hazel is going to show up. I know Ryan Graham is going to be there. Um, so if you would like to hang out with some cool people, come get to know some candidates, and uh, just have a good time at a good event, come on out to that. It's all day on Saturday and Sunday out in Lawrenceville. So um, looking forward to seeing at least some of you there, you know, I'm going to be there. I know some other LP folks are going to be there. Hopefully we can get anybody there who is interested in firearms, interested in, in any of our candidates who are running for office. Yeah, it should be a good time. Sorry, my phone is buzzing. Shane Hazel is tweeting. <laughs> need to turn that on. Do not disturb. There we go. <clears throat> um, yeah. I just got back from Montana. It It's just delightful, honestly, being in the mountains in the middle of nowhere. It's very interesting. Our little community is um so far outside of of uh civilization that the government doesn't provide power, the government doesn't provide water, gas, it doesn't even provide the road that we live on. <laughs> um, so we have to maintain our own road, which you know is one of the first arguments that people try to bring up when it comes to smaller government or in like anarchist arguments, no government. Um, it's just not all that complicated to maintain your own road. <laughs> It does take time and resources, but it's better than just paying a lump sum to the government for them to decide what to do with your money. You know, like 
uh, allocate a little bit towards the roads, but then a ton towards killing people overseas. It's just a really great place to be. It's a it's a good uh, example of how a community can thrive when the people. Do y'all hear that? Do y'all hear that static? I hear some static. Not what I want to hear. Is that better? Huh. Wonder where that static came from. Anyway, um, yeah, it's a good little example of what can happen when a whole bunch of people cooperate. I mean, there are a couple, not bad eggs, just a little bit less pleasant eggs <laughs> on our on our road. Our road's about three miles long, a little more than three miles long, and got about, I don't know, 15 properties, 20 properties, somewhere in there on it. And everybody gets along, everybody helps each other. And the people who don't get along or help each other literally just leave everybody alone and want to be left alone. It's a pretty great situation. We are planning on building um, our first structure next year. And without a doubt, I will get help from every single neighbor. Um, they'll let me borrow their tractors. They'll let me borrow their side-by-sides, their trailers, their trucks. We'll use one of their sawmills. And it's a place where you kind of trade labor for labor a lot of the time. Um, you'll, you'll help each other out when you need it. And everybody gets together on the weekends. Um, actually, not even just on the weekends. They get together <laughs> almost nightly. Um, especially when we're there and everybody hangs out, gets along. It's just wonderful. And it, it makes coming back to Atlanta feel maybe unnatural. Maybe that's the one it, it, you feel disconnected. Um, and this is Atlanta. Like I live on the, like just outside Atlanta proper in a great neighborhood, like our, our neighbors are wonderful. We get along with them really well. It just has a different feeling. You Like, I don't feel like I'm in it with my neighbors, like just in the, in the daily fight, doing, doing our thing, um, together. Whereas when I'm in Montana, it feels like we're all up against the same, stuff, helping each other accomplish similar goals, um, helping each other prepare for winter, which is a funny thing. I mean, it sounds like I'm from Game of Thrones. Uh, winter is coming, but you know, uh, you can have two foot snowfall overnight and it can get down to negative 20 degrees, which it was last year when my wife and I stayed in a cabin that had no power, no water, no uh, heat outside of a wood burning stove. <laughs> Um, stayed in negative 20 degree weather. And one, one day we came back from, from doing work on our, on our property and on our porch was just a giant bundle of wood, just wood that would last us for a week or so. And it had been left there by one of our neighbors who just decided to load up his, his UTV and drive it down the road and dump it on our not even dump it. It was 
neatly placed. <laughs> it's pretty incredible. It's pretty cool to see how many skills all these people have too over, you know, over time, over, I don't know. Some have lived there for decades. Some have lived there for just a few years, but you acquire so many skills by living out in the wilderness, having to, um, it's not really fend for yourself. There are definitely some, some, uh, animals that are predators out there, but, um, nobody's really fending for themselves. It's very much a community, community-based situation. And, you know, back in Atlanta, I'm not like, uh, it's fine. I like it here and I like Georgia and there are plenty of wonderful things to be happy about here in, in Atlanta. And my, like, I love my home. I love, I generally love my life. I was talking with my buddy last night and it's, um, we're talking something similar where, um, the more skills you learn, and I know I've talked about this before, the better off you are at being impervious to what happens outside of your control in the future. And here it's, I don't know, there's something about the hustle and bustle of, of, city life that makes it more difficult to take the time to learn another skill. It seems like I'm always in a hurry here. Whereas there you can, like you have a lot on your to-do list. You always do. <laughs> um, there's trees that need to be cut. There's roads that need to be maintained. There's all sorts of stuff, but it always seems like you can take your time with it and really enjoy, enjoy your surroundings, enjoy the beauty that you're living in. And it's just a little bit different here when everything's go, 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 go. Um, you have to pack in as much as possible into a day in order to, um, make that day productive. Um, and maybe that's just me. I mean, me and my wife take on way too much stuff. So that could just be me. And I'm sorry if this is a little rambly. I just, didn't have a whole lot prepared for today, and this has been on my mind a lot. And it always is after I get back from Montana. I always end up not wanting to have come back at first. <laughs> and my wife said this was the first time that she's come back and said it was a little bit harder to adjust coming back to <clears throat> coming back to the city. And it, man, it is like once you when you hop in that car and you after the airport and you. Uh, see all the traffic. <laughs> oh, and you, you have to navigate your way through that and come all the way, you know, 30 minutes away from the airport. It, it's definitely a tiny bit of a annoyance, culture shock kind of situation where it's just so much nicer to be in a less populated area, at least for me. You know, some people love New York City, um, some people love living in those kinds of situations, but I don't know if, I don't know if those things are actually good for you in the long term. Maybe they are. Maybe you can find a sense of community um, in a place like New York or even Midtown Atlanta. It's pretty packed with condo buildings, apartment buildings and stuff like that. Tons of people down there. Um but man, it just seems very unnatural to live in a concrete box with 
tons of concrete boxes on top of you and around you and um, barely get any sun. You know, I don't know. There's something about uh, living in nature. I was listening to, to Joe Rogan interview a doctor the other day, and he was talking about how the first 30 minutes of the day you should get outside and expose as much of your skin to sunlight as possible in order to basically charge up for your day. Your body's kind of like a little solar panel. It's weird. Um, and like, I, you know, I don't do that. I don't know anybody who does that, but seems like it would be a good idea. Seems like it would write your mind for that day. It would really ground you. Um, going forward in that day. Uh, it would give you all the vitamin D you need It charge. It does. I mean, being outside in the sun definitely gives you energy, um, because that's what the sun is. It's just a big bundle of energy. So I don't know, there's something to that. And there's something to the fact that you couldn't do that. Um, in a place like New York, downtown Atlanta, midtown Atlanta, all that, but you could absolutely do that if you lived in a less populated out in the middle of no, you don't have to be you don't even have to be on the middle of nowhere just not in a place where you're st- stacked on top of each other and what's okay so the pandemic the lockdowns all that stuff it had some horrible consequences but it also had some great consequences and one of the better ones is that we're now able to work remotely for most jobs, not all jobs, um, but it definitely set in motion a desire of folks to be at home more and not devote all of your time to work. Um, that is that's a wonderful thing for it for to discover during a pretty crappy time. Um, and all of these companies that are starting to allow their employees to work remotely even after the lockdowns ended is pretty awesome. Um, no one wants to spend you know, an hour of their day stuck in traffic going both directions, so two hours of their day in rush hour, sitting in a car. Um, I mean, what a waste of time that is. What a waste of time, gas, resources, um, destroying, you know, slowly destroying the roads. Like the more people out on the roads, obviously the more, the sooner, the quicker they get, they need maintenance and get destroyed and all that. Um, it's just a much nicer situation to have a little, that it just, it's just a little bit of freedom, just a little bit of, Hey, I, I trust you to do your job. Even if you don't have somebody constantly looking over your shoulder, <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Um, I love that that is one of the consequences of, of the pandemic. I mean, there are many more, but that that's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. I guess, I guess what I'm just trying to say is that work isn't everything. Um, life in the city isn't everything. Uh, these, these are all passing things, passing problems. I think me included tend to make a bigger deal out of, of certain things that happen. Um, 
and act as though if this one thing doesn't get fixed or this one issue isn't solved, that things are just terrible. Um, when in general, life is just life and you got to push through it. And I've had some terrible times. I've, I've had some times where I was completely broke. I didn't have a house. Um, went a few, you know, few days without eating. None of that's pleasant, but if you just see that everything is temporary, there's nothing permanent and life will continue. You can start to see how to get through some of those situations and prepare for those situations happening again so that you're not in the same scenario you were before. Man, I'm just going to say it again. Like being in the mountains, that's, that's my, that's my happy place. I get this like turning in my stomach, which is a, it's a good turning. It's like uh, going over a roller coaster and your stomach flips. I love that feeling. That's the feeling that I get when, when I have just ultimate freedom and peace. Um, when I'm standing out on my own property in the middle of nowhere, man, I just get chills. I, I get the stomach flipping sensation. It's, it's just beautiful. And and that's the, that's the feeling that I crave. And it's not, it's not just because it's the feeling like it's a lot of hard work living out there. It's a lot of hard work doing all the, all the tasks to just to keep you safe out there. Like we do have to carry around big old guns because there are giant mountain lions and grizzly bears and brown bears and black bears and, um, it's not the easiest place to live, but it is one of the more rewarding places to live. Um, and yeah, like, it, you know, if the mountains aren't for you, I would encourage you just to f- figure out, find where, like, what your ideal situation is and start working towards that. Because it took me a while to find what my ideal situation was, even though I should have known for years and years and years, because I remember having these same feelings out in the woods when I was camping when I was little. Um, so I probably should have known that, that that's where I should be. But I found myself living in cities ever since I graduated college, because I always thought that's where you had to be. But now that you can do podcasts and just drive in for work and whenever is nece- whenever it is necessary... It just opens up the world, just opens up the world to you. And I would encourage you to uh, seek out new options, new ideas, and figure out exactly where, where you want to be. Let's see. I did see some good news this morning. I mean, it's not incredible, but it's pretty fantastic. Um, a DeKalb County, which is where I live, city just decriminalized marijuana. Stonecrest. Bravo, Stonecrest. Marijuana is now decriminalized in the city of Stonecrest after a new rule surrounding the drug was passed with a unanimous vote on Monday. 
Doesn't mean it's completely legal. Anyone caught with an ounce or less of marijuana in the city will only get a citation. That will also include a $100 fine. Hmm. I thought I just read that there was no fine. Let me listen to this real quick. Let's just play it. Hours ago, the city of Stonecrest voted to decriminalize marijuana with a unanimous vote. That means anyone caught with an ounce or less of marijuana will only get a citation and you'll no longer have to pay a $100 fine. The decision in Stonecrest follows cities of Atlanta and Athens in decriminalizing the drug's use. Yeah, so she said decriminalizing. You don't have to pay a $100 fine. Um, Earlier this month, Athens Clark County commissioners voted to adopt a similar ordinance to decriminalize marijuana in that county. Atlanta itself took steps to decriminalize the drug years ago. Anyway, that's pretty cool. Decriminalizing marijuana in Stonecrest. Where is Stonecrest in relation to me? All right, so it's southeast of Atlanta. It's on the way out to Covington, um, Madison, that area. It's kind of touches on Lithonia near Stone Mountain, just right off I-20 on the east side, outside the perimeter of Atlanta. Pretty cool. Oh, it houses Arabia Mountain National Heritage Area, which is a great little mountain and park. Um, That's pretty cool. That's progress. That's what we want. Fewer people going to jail, thrown in a cage for, you know, ingesting something that they choose to ingest. (laughs) It's so dumb that that's even even a freaking law. Um, Anyway... Y'all, I know this was not the most exciting podcast. I know that it probably wasn't the most informative. I apologize for that. I am looking forward to doing another interview on Thursday evening and bringing that to you on Friday. Um, But for now, uh, we, like I said at the beginning, LP Georgia will be at a tabling event um, at a gun show in Lawrenceville on Saturday and Sunday. So please come out to that. If you're interested in anything libertarian, um, go to lpgeorgia.com. That's where you're going to get a whole mess of information um, about the party, about candidates running this year. It's a big election year. Um, Yeah, lpgeorgia.com. You can follow us on Twitter at lpgeorgia. And... Yeah, I think uh, I think a couple nights this week we'll do some Liberty Libations. So if, if you want to tune in for that and uh, just talk nonsense for for a little while with me and some other other folks who who tune in for that, that'd be great. So yeah, that'll about do it for today's episode of the Free Georgia Podcast. Y'all have a good week. Mm-hmm.